Are you tired, mama? Tired of feeling like you have to resign yourself to either being a hot mess mom who's drowning in the chaos of motherhood or a Pinterest perfect mom who looks like she has it all together, but on the inside, she's really miserable. The world keeps telling us that these are the only options, but that is such a lie. You can get out of victim mode and you can make changes to bring more joy to your life. And at the same time, you can find freedom in remembering that you can't control everything and you can stop striving for perfection. I'm Mackenzie Tricola, and I'd love for you to join me every week here on the Practically Joyful Mom podcast to talk about realistic ways to bring more joy to your mom life and how to choose to be joyful even when it feels like the chaos is winning. We'll talk about intentional parenting, simplicity, faith in following Jesus, connecting with your kids, taking care of yourself, and so much more. Are you ready to leave hot mess mom and Pinterest perfect mom in the dust? Are you ready to choose to be a practically joyful mom? Then welcome in, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, I'm Kenzie Tricola. Welcome back to episode two of the Practically Joyful Mom podcast. Glad you pressed play. I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you're joining me. I'm really looking forward to encouraging you in our time together and hopefully inspiring you to add more joy to your mom life. Um, Today I want to share some stories with you. Today what I want to share about is a recent tantrum that happened at my house and some of the lessons that I learned from it. It was a pretty epic tantrum with lots of whining and foot stomping and some yelling, but it was not my two-year-old. It was not my six-year-old. It definitely wasn't my husband. Obviously, we know where this is going. It was me. I spent the evening, well, really most of the day, for sure the evening and most of the day, being grumpy at my husband and my kids because they just weren't helping enough. And I had convinced myself that saying something like, I have to do everything around here, was actually true and reasonable, even though it's not. Um, My family really does a lot around the house. Honestly, though, I pitched a fit that I could have given my two-year-old a run for his money, and then while my husband lovingly took care of bedtimes, I escaped to the backyard so I could fume and pout by myself. And... That's how I found myself walking furiously in circles around my backyard on a moonless Friday night, pacing by this dim headlight that was almost out of batteries, but I was just too grumpy to go put more in it. Thankfully, though, the time alone, just walking, thinking, gave me time to calm down, to really look at my heart and to get to the bottom of why I was acting like a toddler who has just been told she can't have candy for breakfast. There were three big lessons that came out of this backyard angry walk time, and that's what I want to share with you today, those big lessons that I learned. Um, They're lessons I'm still learning, um, messages that I needed to hear and still need to hear, and so I'm sharing them with you because maybe some of you need to hear the same things that I did. Um, I talked in episode one a lot about the idea of changing our perspectives and our practices, to move away from the hot mess mom or Pinterest perfect mom mode. And these backyard lessons are really relevant um, to those shifts that we can make in our thoughts and our actions to bring more joy to our lives. So the first lesson that I feel like came out of this tantrum and then my reflective time after was, it's not their help I really need but God's. 
In my backyard that night, walking around furiously, I just found myself muttering, I need help, I need help, I need help. And what I thought I meant was, I need my husband to wash more dishes or I need my kids to pick up after themselves a little better. But right after I said that, I felt like I could, it was just like this little voice in my heart saying, you're right, you need my help. And I realized that it was kind of ridiculous of me to be looking to a couple of immature children and one really wonderful but still only human man to do for me what only the creator of the universe, only the creator of my soul can do. I was looking to them to meet all of my needs, to completely satisfy all of the things I needed, and and they just can't. Um, They're human. So we sat down the next day and we had this family meeting and together we brainstormed all the things we need to do to keep our family running. Meal planning, laundry, dishes, um, going to work and earning money so we can pay for a place to live, so we can pay for all the food. Things like picking up the toys, yard work, we wrote it all out and then we split it up in a way that seemed equitable to all of us. And my family's happy to help. My two-year-old volunteered for jobs. My husband said, oh yeah, you've been doing that, but I can do that. That's fine. And so the thing is, they were willing to help. And part of why I felt like everything was on my shoulders, I realized, was that I had been choosing to put it there. So instead of saying, hey, can someone help me with this? I just did it. And then, after the fact, I would get grumpy and frustrated and upset and resentful. My family was willing to help, though. They weren't the problem. The problem was that I was expecting them to do everything to just make my life perfect, right? To make my life feel better. Um, And I realized it was crazy of me to think that, like I said, two immature children and a mature and wonderful husband still a human man, they can't fill all those needs for me. They can't give me the strength to get through each day. Only God can do that. They can't give me the endurance to persevere when this marathon of life seems too long or convict me of the areas where I need to change my attitude rather than changing my circumstances. That night in the backyard, God lovingly reminded me that my days would feel so much lighter and freer if I began them by asking him for strength to get through the things that would come my way that day, um, for endurance for the things that were hard, and asking him to show me his priorities for my day rather than trying to do it all. So that was the big first lesson. Yes, my family needs to help with things around the house and Maybe we need to sit down more often and say, how's it going? Do we need to split things up in a better way? But they're willing to help. We just need to talk about it and have an intentional plan. And then kind of the flip side of that, though, is even if they're doing great at helping out around the house, that's not going to satisfy me. It's not going to just make me happy all of a sudden. Um, But asking God to give me the strength for each day, asking him to help me, that will make a huge difference, no matter how messy or clean our house is. So the second lesson, a clean sink and an empty laundry basket won't make me happy. I'm going to say that again because I think I need to hear that again. A clean sink and an empty laundry basket won't make me happy. I 
thought that the problem was I didn't have enough time. That I didn't have enough time for all the laundry, all the dishes, all the cooking, all the meal planning, all the tidying up. You have your own list at your house, you don't need to hear all of mine, you know what I'm talking about. But the problem with looking for hope and joy in a spotless sink and an empty laundry basket is that nothing stays clean. You can finish all the laundry in the house and then realize that your kids are running around wearing clothes. They don't even care that you're done with the laundry. You're done, you checked it off the list, right? But the fact is that laundry and dishes are never going to be done. My family will always want to wear clothes. Well, maybe not. <laughs> my kids would just run around in underwear all the time, if we're being honest, but, you know, social convention says when we go out in public, they should wear clothes. Um, we'll always need to eat. We'll always need to use dishes to cook the food and to eat it. Except for Friday nights, we have pizza and a movie night and we use paper plates and that's my favorite evening of the whole week. Um, but really, I wanted to put a check mark next to laundry and dishes, cross them off my list and have them disappear forever. By focusing so hard on completing these tasks and my desire to just accomplish them, I was putting myself on this frustrating hamster wheel that I couldn't get off of because they're never just done. What if instead of trying to check these tasks off forever, I'm supposed to learn patience while I do them, and then do them, and then do them again? What if instead of trying to get my kids busy with something so I can fold laundry in peace, I'm supposed to involve them so they can learn some skills, learn responsibility, learn what it feels like to have accomplished a good job? What if instead of nagging my six-year-old to hurry up and unload the dishwasher, I put on some music we both love, I put a smile on my face, and we can dance our way to an empty dishwasher, make it fun, have it end up with a giggle party, tickling each other on the floor. What if instead of feeling frustrated that my family wants to eat again and again and again, I remember to be thankful for how Jesus forgives my pride and my stubbornness again and again and again. What if, instead of seeing a never-ending cycle, I saw opportunities to grow my character, to love and to serve my family, to teach my children responsibility and ownership? Um, what if I changed my perspective, and instead of viewing these things as something that I wanted to just get done, what if I viewed them as a way that we grow as a family, a way that I can grow and a way that I can help my, my children to grow as well? So that was the second lesson. A clean sink and an empty laundry basket won't make me happy. I can choose to enjoy the process of doing those things, but they'll never be done. So if I'm just looking for them to be done, I will always be frustrated and always be grumpy. The third lesson, my frustration actually had very little to do with the laundry or the dishes. So I realized that my frustration was less about all of the things that I needed to do and more about things I wasn't doing. I had been hearing this like whisper for months, this voice telling me to start something new, to step out in faith, to do something different. And I kept hearing this and ignoring it. It was like every sermon at church, every book I read, every podcast I listened to, um, every devotional, 
all kept coming back to this same idea. Is God calling you to start something new? What might God be asking you to do? And I just kept shutting it out. Because instead I was listening to this fear voice saying, well, you don't even have time to keep your dishes clean and the laundry put away and the toys picked up. How can you try something new? How can you do something different? Or what are other people going to think of whatever you do? How are other people going to judge what you do? But focusing so hard on thinking, okay, I can't do something new until I have my life in order. Um, it didn't help me listening to fear and staying stuck in my comfort zone of always trying to just keep up and do what needed to be done didn't help me instead it built up in this frustration that boiled over at the people that i love the most um it came out and it caused me to act like a child and to pitch a big fit because things weren't the way i wanted them it's like, you know, when your phone is ringing, your phone starts ringing and maybe you're up to your elbows in a poopy diaper change and you just can't answer the phone right then. But it just keeps ringing and ringing. And imagine it never goes to voicemail and or the person keeps calling back and it's ringing, ringing, ringing while you're trying to do these other things. So stressful and so frustrating. And eventually it makes you just want to snap at someone. And that's where I was because I was ignoring this call that God was saying, hey, 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 I'm talking to you, and I just kept ignoring it. So this real underlying frustration had nothing to do with the laundry, the dishes, the question of, are they really hungry again? What should I cook for dinner? Why are your clothes completely covered in mud again? It had a lot to do with having lost sight of my purpose, uh, a lot to do with just having a lack of vision feeling like I was stuck in this dead-end cycle and not working towards anything because all I was trying to do was keep the dishes clean, keep the laundry clean, and I felt like I had no goal. I had nothing I was working towards. But I realized that's a lie. It's not true. I do have things I'm working towards. I'm not there. I haven't figured all of these things out, but these are areas where I am intentionally growing I'm working towards these things and so I needed to kind of sit down and refocus myself say okay what are my priorities what are my big visions for my life that are more than just the dishes and the laundry and so I kind of sat down and I have them really organized in terms of relationships so I'm working towards knowing Jesus and making him known I'm working towards health for myself through nutrition, hydration, movement, towards intellectual, social, and emotional health by reading, studying, and applying what I learn. I'm working towards loving my husband better and deepening our relationship. I'm working towards raising good men, towards enjoying my boys and loving them well, towards focusing more on connecting with them and reaching their hearts than on just trying to control their behavior. I'm working towards learning to love others well. My friends, my family, um, my bigger family, you know, parents, siblings, in-laws, and towards learning how to really tangibly love the hurting people in the world. Um, people who are mistreated, abused, oppressed, what can I do? That's something I'm working towards learning more about. And I'm working towards being a better steward of all that God has blessed me with. So that includes making wise decisions about finances, 
And yes, God has also blessed me with dishes and clothes and toys for my kids. And he wants me to steward them well. That includes simplifying our lives. It includes rhythms and routines for managing our home. And it includes getting my whole family involved and maximizing our efficiency surrounding the things that must be done to keep our home running. But sometimes we get so focused on these tasks before us that we can't see the big picture of our lives, the big purposes that God has called us to. There's this old saying about not being able to see the forest for the trees. We've probably all heard that. And sometimes I think we can't see the forest the big picture of our lives for all the laundry and the dishes and the cooking and the poopy diapers. What you are doing today matters. Loving the people in your home and out of your home today matters. And so this podcast that I'm starting is me answering that little voice telling me to start something new, um, to step out in faith to start this intentional journey of inspiring moms, myself included, because everything I'm going to share on this podcast are messages I have needed to hear, and so I'm sharing them with you as well. Um, But inspiring moms to a more joyful life, looking for ways we can stop sabotaging ourselves with our thoughts and our actions and asking ourselves what changes we can make to bring more joy to our lives which in turn brings more joy to our kids lives our husbands lives our friends lives everyone around us i really want this podcast to be one that inspires you to take action not just listen and then move on so even if the action step is just changing your perspective about something and not changing your circumstances. I I hope that every episode you listen to, you can come out with something that you can actually apply to your life. So I just want to take a minute and ask you if there are any of these action steps that you feel like you might need to take in your life, or maybe it's something different. But do you need to start your day with a simple prayer, just asking God to help you to courageously undertake what he has for you in the day or to be flexible when things don't go the way you expect? Do you need to do a family responsibilities audit, kind of like what we did where we write everything out, um, a way to have your family help out more? If you've been feeling like everything is on your shoulders, maybe you're like me and you're the one who's been putting it there and they would be willing to do a lot more to contribute. Do you need to post a Bible verse or a note to yourself by your kitchen sink or in the laundry room to remind you that having all clean everything won't really bring lasting satisfaction and you will always be disappointed if you put your hope in an empty sink and an empty laundry basket? Do you need to make everyday tasks more fun and feel less like drudgery? Include your kids, make it a silly game or a race or listen to music you love. Do you need to simplify and let go of some things so that you aren't overwhelmed by a mountain of laundry and dishes? Or do you need to create a routine to do them more often so they don't pile up? Or maybe you just need to refocus on your big vision for your life. What purposes are you living for? the importance of your everyday actions. I absolutely love this quote from C.S. Lewis that says, children are not a distraction from more important work. They are the most important work. The things you do on a daily basis are shaping their future. And I don't mean to say that to create mom guilt because the world throws enough of that at us. 
I just say that to remind you in case you needed to hear it today that you are doing important work. When you change a diaper, when you give another snack, when you sing a bedtime story, when you hug a crying little one, you are investing in these little souls and you are changing the world by the foundation you give them. So maybe that's the perspective shift you need to have today. Because I know a lot of days that's the perspective shift that I need to have. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope you leave feeling encouraged and refreshed and inspired. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the show and be encouraged too. Thanks for sharing your time with me today. And remember, you can live a more practically joyful mom life. Mm -hmm.